The show was presented by FL Teams. Check out flteams.com, your go-to one-stop shop for all Florida sports coverage. Also check out at Florida Teams, also known as FL Teams, on social media. Hello, everyone. This is High Heat in the 305. I'm your host, James. And um, welcome back for more um, High Heat in the 305. This is episode quadro. And um, today we're going to kick things off with what just happened earlier tonight. Um, there was a There's an all-star game that's happening. And right now, as we speak, it is still happening. It is the end of the fifth inning. So we're about to go on top of the six and al leads it three two over the national league we were uh, the national league was, was actually winning two nothing earlier until until the former marlin that happened john carl stanton has hit a home run which is a two-run home run which is 457 feet followed up with uh, brian uh, byron buxton but speaking of john carl stanton we're going to talk about some other marlins and the marlin that we all know and love, Sandy Alcantara. So, Andy Alcantara, he um, he started second in the All-Star game. Personally, I feel like he was robbed of the starting job, the starting pitcher of the All-Star game. They gave it to Clayton Kershaw. The interesting choice between Clayton Kershaw and Sandy Alcantara is that Clayton Kershaw didn't pitch as many innings as he did, or nor did he pitch – um, much games the, as Alcantara did this season. And his ERA is a little bit higher uh, than Sandy Alcantara's. While Sandy Alcantara's ERA going into this All-Star game is 1.76. And the in, in, and guess how many pitch uh, innings he has pitched? 138 in a quarter. So... Meaning 138, 1-3, meaning one out into the 138th inning, going into the 139th inning pitch. And he is 9-4 to four this season with the 19 starts, and that leads the National League. So he should have gotten the starting uh, position, not the second turn, although Maybe good things come out of it, and it did, because Sandy Alcantara had a three-pitch at-bat against the former Marlin, the MVP of 2017, John Carl Stanton, who plays for the Yankees. It's a three-pitch strikeout, and it was a strikeout looking. And there was even a first-person view umpire um, having have some little all-star clip on that. So... It's a three-pitch-looking strikeout against the John Carl Stan, a Yankee player, a former Marlon player. He is such a good pitcher, uh, Sandy Alcantara, the best pitcher in the league. It's not debatable anymore because you know he's a good pitcher when the starting pitcher of the All-Star game for the National League, Clayton Kershaw, even said – uh, in the interview, he said, and I quote, Clayton Kershaw and Sidney Alcantara, we all know that he's the best pitcher on the planet right now. That's saying something. And I quoted 
respect Kershaw at MLB. That's saying something. If your favorite pitcher, which is exaggeration joke, is showing true respect to Sayal Contra. Show true respect. But hold on, folks. We're not done yet because he would he would uh, strike out another batter for the America League. And it was the one that um, the one that took the lead earlier, which was Byron Buxton for the Minnesota Twins. He struck him out looking. Then the next batter up was Tim Anderson, who uh, got him out on the ground, ground out to the short on the right side. And it is a one, two, three inning for Sandy Alcantara. So a, a good one, two, three inning for him. No hits at all compared to Clint Kershaw with one hit and one ball. So um, two strikeouts for Alcantara, one inning pitch, one ground out. I say it's a good day. And I say we have a really good Marlins pitcher and probably the best pitcher of all time right now. Um, to say the least, he kind of reminds me of Jose Fernandez back in 2016. Now, I'm not saying nothing. Not, I'm not saying anything's going to bad happen to Alcantara, which I hope not's going to happen. I hope not. But we love this pitcher. We and the good thing is we re-signed him, and he deserved an all-star spot. Um, Jazz could, unfortunately could not play because of the injury could not uh, be healed in time for. Um, Jazz to play, but we got a good pitcher that did play, which was um, Sandy Alcantara. His name is Sandy Ace. All right, so now that we're done talking about baseball for a bit, um, I could not even talk about what happened last week with the Marlins. It is a disaster week. Um, we split the series against the Pittsburgh Pirates, and we were outscored 16-1 to against the Phillies and got swept at home. And the worst of all, Alcantara was pitching on Friday, and there was no batting support. This is the method that came up with for the Marlins. Pitchers versus batters. And who won this battle? To me, it's the pitchers. Yes, the score didn't say otherwise, but the score dictates on the batters and support behind the the pitching. And in that entire weekend, there was no support at all. Not even not even on a big debut of Max Meyer. I feel bad for this kid, but he had no support. Not even Jorge Soler could help um, Trevor Rogers, and Trevor Rogers has kind of do a Big downfall since his rookie season. It's a shame, too, because he was a great pitcher last season. And this this season, he has really turned into a slump. I mean, what else could I say? He's a slump. I hope it gets better for, um, for Rodgers. I desperately hope he gets better. I, it's a desperate thing. We're trying to push for a playoff spot. We're five and a half games out as we were four games behind. Because of this, because we got swept, Phillies are at the wild card spot. Giants are winning. 
Colorado's catching up, saying the Cardinals are winning. It's a big problem. It's a big problem, and we need to deal with this problem after the All-Star break. we got to make some moves. we got to build some more offensive power, and we got to build a better relief pitching staff, period. All right, now that we're talking about baseball, done, and deal, let's talk about um, a little bit of Panthers free agency that happened so far. So this is credited by the, the FLA Panthers Network on Instagram. Go follow them. And uh, they showed a little bit of a recap of the free agency roundup. We signed Nick Cousins from Nashville Predators on a two-year deal. Um, we signed White Auto Predators on a one-year deal. Rudolph Valkers from the Saint, San Jose Sharks on a one-year deal. Uh, Jerry Mayhem on the Philadelphia Flyers on a one-year deal. Um, most of these are one-year deals. Chris Tierney from the Ottawa Senators, also a one-year deal. Michael Del Zotto, also from Ottawa, one-year deal. Other signings includes defense, uh, defensive player Anthony uh, Beteato, uh, one-year deal. Goalie Alex Leon, Leon one-year deal. Mark Stoll, uh, one-year deal. And and uh, center, uh, not center. Eric Stoll, the Stoll brothers, who who was going for a professional tryout. And there's a entry entry level deals. Nathan Stiles, Stiles, who was undrafted, he signs a three year deal in the East ELC. And Evan Noss, it's a 56 overall pick. On the 2021, who was assigned three year on the East ELC. Notable departures is Claude Chirut, who goes to Ottawa. It kind of feels like a trade, to say the least, because we got more of those Ottawa players than we gave up one to the Ottawa Senators. It kind of feels like a trade. And uh, we we also lost forward Mason Marchman. We had a suspicion we were he was going to go to Ottawa or he was going to go to Montreal. Or even he was going to go to, um, I forgot one team. But at, at the end of it all, he actually chose to go to Dallas, signed a four-year deal. And another departure was Ben Sherratt, who signed four years with Detroit. Will Achari uh, to the St. Louis Blues. And Marcus Notovara to the San Jose Sharks. And that is all the update for the Florida Panthers free agency. As far as the Heat free agency, it's really not much. However, the update I can tell you is the Heat, they're going after Kevin Durant one way or the other. Their main focus is Kevin Durant over Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell has different from New York Knicks. So other teams are battling for Donovan Mitchell as well as the Heat. But I think if the deal ends with the New York Knicks, there's no question that their main concentration, the Miami Heat, is Kevin Durant of the Brooklyn Nets. With Kevin Durant, there is a possibility he could stay in Brooklyn, but the Heats, they're not giving up. We want to give up some prospects. We want to give up a lot of draft picks, the first-round draft picks, including the 2029 first-round pick. That is like seven years down the line. 
Anything could happen from now in seven years, folks. So why not use that for the good? And we will use it for the good. We can use one of those draft picks and a few of our players for Kevin Durant to build a super team, which is Kevin Durant, Bam Adebayo, Jimmy Butler, and potentially, potentially Kyle Lowry. Makes no sense to give away Tyler Hero, but it does make sense to give away Duncan Robinson, Gabe Vincent. And you could say one more person like um, like Nikola Javik, to say the least. Um, but who knows? Who knows, folks? Anything could happen now till the beginning of the NBA season. It's really – it's kind of frustrating to wait and has a suspense on what we're what we're looking at the uh, the Heat free agency. It just feels like they're just doing nothing. Sure, they made some couple of signings who are just like from the summer league. And by the way, the summer league, it's over. Portland Trailblazers won the summer league championship against the Knicks. One more note I could say about the Heat is that even if they're not, even if they fail to get Kevin Durant. We still have a good team. We still have a good coach. We still have a good um, prospects on our team. So I'm not really that worried. Just not that worried. Because even then, even not our best players didn't play. We had like prospects players that did play for the 10. And they were on a 10-day contract, some of those guys. I'm referring to Kyle Guy, Highsmith, a um, couple of others who played while well. there was a outbreak going off of the Miami Heat in the month of December. So, and they were winning games, especially the team like Phoenix Suns. Sure, we didn't play we didn't play well against the Warriors, but against the Suns, that's saying something. PG Tucker was also out. To say to you know, a lot of things. A lot of things can happen because we have one of the best coaches in the league. So again, I'm not too worried. Um, but here's my question: all. Do you think because Miami was close to going to NBA Finals, do you think they could win it all? Do you also think the Hurricanes could win it all? Because this is the conversation on the head. Miami Hurricanes, the football team specifically, is it possible that they can actually win it all? Hurricanes winning it all? They made some good moves. The coaching staff is terrific. The commitments, recruitments, more five stars that are actually coming to the Hurricanes. We actually have a new one recently, uh, Francis Majora, who is – um, I believe an offensive tackle, six foot five, three hundred thirty pounds, committed to the Hurricanes, five stars. And I heard there is one, there is a couple more. We're not done yet. We're still, we are still um, waiting for more recruitments. There's actually a decision to be made uh, this coming Saturday. So it's a suspense. Um, I'm trying to get to the name. Malik Bryant. 
supposed to be making his decision on July 23rd, which is a Saturday. Um, there's a couple of choices, and the Hurricanes is one of those choices. We hope he makes this move to the Hurricanes because this will be a great Hurricanes team we'll see for a long time. First, first time even since 2001. So with all the recruitment and the coaching staff, the Cristobal effect is just like a debate. I, I saw with Dale a couple of weeks ago. Is it actually possible that the Hurricanes could win it all this season or the next season? Is it possible that the Hurricanes could win it all? If not, this is a fun season to watch. It's going to be a fun season to watch <clears throat> because not only that we're winning games, we're also um, we're also coming to more games, and we're also eventually we're going to use a little bit of that soccer thing that's being built out in Miami, the Miami Freedom Park, who is uh, being built for Inter Miami in the future. Uh, they could use that um, soccer state well field for a football game or two. Um, speaking of Miami. Um, next week, I want to talk about stuff about Miami, you know, world sports, world. I'm not just talking about local, but world. So I want to talk about that next week on High E 305 episode Cinco. And there is one more thing I'd like to talk about. We, we were talking about Hurricanes winning it all. Um, so this leads me to pop in my head Dolphins prediction. Because, because the Hurricanes are not just going to be an exciting team to watch. The Miami Dolphins are also going to be a, a um, fun team to watch. So, we the add-ons of Tyreek Hill with the trade and, um, and the good uh, offensive tackles that that we got from other teams like the Dallas Cowboys. This is going to be a really stressful but crazy season to watch. We got rivals playing against you know the Patriots and the Bills, especially the Bills. Jets, we might have an upper hand, but uh, the Bills is probably the most dangerous teams in the AFC East. Um, so here are my predictions. So let's see here. The Dolphins playing against the New England Patriots. So Patriots have that weakness of playing in South Florida for a long time. Um, I think in this season opener, we're going to win, and I will be there to watch the game, and hopefully they win this one. Um, week two, we got the Baltimore Ravens. Um, and they're saying the prediction says that Baltimore actually has an upper hand. Um, I don't know. This is going to be a good game to watch. If things go smooth for the Dolphins, I think the Dolphins will have this one. But if the defense collapses, then I'm going to say Baltimore might have this one. And it's in Maryland, too. So I think I'm going to give it to uh, the Ravens for it. Now here's now here's Buffalo week three. Um, Vaughn Miller, we gotta watch out for, but faster Tyreek Hill. I'm gonna say for this one, I'm gonna go with the Dolphins. So two and one so far, two and one. Bengals and Miami in Cincinnati. Um, coming after a Super Bowl, I'm gonna I'm probably gonna give it to Cincinnati because they have structure um who knows i could be wrong 
I could be wrong in this one. So two, two. I'm, so I'm just being honest here. Dolphins and Jets at MetLife. I'm going to give it to the Dolphins just because um, Jets always struggle to make some offensive things and, or importantly, defensive plays. So I'm going to give it to the Dolphins at MetLife Stadium. So what are we at? Three and two. Um, we got the Vikings. I'm going to give it to the Dolphins at this one. Uh, Minnesota can't win on a the road. They're inconsistent on the road. So I'm going to. So right now I put them as four and two. Steelers and Dolphins, good one. I mean, Ben Roethlisberger is not there anymore. And with the good add-ons and they're playing the hard rock, Dolphins should have this one. So five and two right now. Dolphins and Lions, I mean, really, should I? I mean, is this even a debate at this point? I mean, could be wrong, which I'll, be, I'll feel real stupid if I actually did get it wrong. But Dolphins should have this one, no problem. Six and two so far. Dolphins and uh, Bears. I'm giving it to the Dolphins. I don't care if they're playing at Chicago. Dolphins should have this one. Seven to two. Dolphins and Browns. Um, Dolphins. What? Where else could I say? Browns have a. Browns did a stupid thing to give away uh, Baker Mayfield to the Carolina Panthers, and there's even a karma that could. That could happen with if Baker Mayfield does win the competition against Sam Darnold with Carolina, he could get the revenge against Cleveland in Cleveland, Ohio. This is not even close. Uh, and the ESPN is saying the Browns have this one, but because Deshaun Watson has his allegations going against him, I just I just can't see him win against the Dolphins. So eight and two so far. Uh, week eleven, there is a bye week. So we get a rest. Coming off on a bye week is the Houston Texans. Dolphins should have this one too. So um, nine and two. Nine and two. Then we got some San Francisco. And you know what? Last year when we did play against the 49ers, there were some struggles. But I don't think the 49ers are going to struggle this one. I think. Um, I think the quarterback situation might come through. And if it does go through, the 49ers will probably have this one. The 49ers probably have this one. And it's at Levi Stadium at Santa Clara County. So, yeah, so Dolphins win history comes to an end. So, uh, 93. Week 14. This is a good one. Chargers and Dolphins in Los Angeles. SoFi Stadium. Um, it's really hard to win on the West Coast, especially if you are an East Coast team. I think this one uh, is between Tua and Justin Herbert. It's a debate if we should have drafted Justin Herbert. It was a debate if we did the right thing to um, draft Tua. But I don't know. It's going to be a close one. I think Dolphins have the edge here just by an inch. So, just by an inch. So, uh, 10 and 3. So, who knows? Dolphins and Bills and Buffalo, no way. I, I just don't think we can even win on the road against Buffalo. So, we're 10 and 4. 10 and 4. This, uh, um, 
Then we have the Sunday game. It's going to be a nail-biter, Dolphins and Packers. Aaron Rodgers, one of the best of all time in the quarterbacks. Um, it might be a heartbreak for us. I'm gonna so if I'm gonna be stupid and maybe maybe their jinx could happen. I'm gonna give it to the Green Bay Packers on Christmas Day. So, um, yeah. So where am I? Ten and five. I think I'm ten and five. Maybe eleven. So eleven and all right, ten and five. And so here we go. Patriots in New England. We might have a little bit of an edge, but because it's in New England, it's going to be a tough game on a New Year's Day. So the Patriots could have this one. So, and a six. I forgot what standings they are. But week 18, we have the Jets in the last day. I think Dolphins have this one. So, if anything, we have a good record. We make the playoffs. So I got 11 and six in the season. Going into the wild card spot behind Buffalo Bills. That's what I think. A wild card spot going into the NFL playoffs behind the Buffalo Bills. That's if the team is healthy and the defense is pretty good. So that's my prediction. 11 and 6. Uh, if I miscounted, you could chew a meal you want. But but that's going to do it for um, this Hyena 305, folks. Um, the prediction. What do you think of my prediction? I don't, I don't, if you do like this podcast, please give it a thumbs up. Please um, give it a big thumbs up and subscribe to FL Teams because all of us have your back. And what we do, we'll be right there with you for the entertainment you deserve. All right. This is James from FL Teams signing out, everyone. Good night. Have a good one. And I'll see you all next week.